Welcome back to the Recliner Reviews. Today we're talking about an iconic college movie, and that movie is National Lampoon's Animal House. iconic college movie we've talked about a lot of college and high school themed movies there's so many of them we're gonna talk about a lot more i'm sure but this 40 plus years later is still number one and it's not really arguable i don't think i mean you can argue anything but the reason i say that is i think pretty much everything after this is derivative in some way of animal house yeah for sure um this set the bar for that type of comedy for like that type of comedy that type of movie um and no better way to do it with this group of people and this storyline great cast of people great storyline um and it's like the classic like i said everything's derivative of it after so like movies we've already talked about too they're they're all kind of fuck-ups they're all buffoons which somehow makes them more endearing but also like it's not like Revenge of the Nerds, where it's like these are upstanding citizens. Like they they suck, um, and then it has the the classic dean principal evil stereotype of that, the, the authority figure in the school wanting to crush them. So it's very like it's the, it's a dynamic you see in a lot of these other school movies, but this is one of the first, the best. It set the bar, like you said, and the the performances and the way it was like the casting was so perfect and that's why i think it puts this over the top of any other movie in this realm yeah and and like i said everything else is derivative of this yeah i agree um you know i think that the uh the one other thing that it has is uh, this could be a chicago movie uh because the mayor of the town uh is all like mobbed up and threatening the, (laughs) uh, uh, the president of the university so um, filmed in Oregon. Filmed in Oregon, yeah, at yeah. the University of Oregon. Yeah. Um, they originally wanted to film it uh, at Mizzou. Z-O-U, forever. Uh, but they couldn't get the rights to Mizzou because the uh, president of the university read the script and was like... Do you, do you think Mizzou regrets that, or do you think it's... Uh, I always wonder with that kind of stuff. Like, you said Jane Byrne almost didn't greenlight Blues Brothers. Yeah. Like, I feel like she or the city in general would have regretted that probably but i mean like you know so that you know like oregon allowed the movie but it was only because the president said he had no idea how to read a script and so he was just like yeah okay (laughs) like yeah let's let's do it but he ended up he ended up liking the movie and he ended up liking everything but he said like got to make sure that like nothing says university of oregon nothing is you know indicative of like the campus necessarily, like it has to be kind of an anywhere campus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the fact that like some of these people, I mean, maybe it's a power hungry thing. Maybe it's you know they think that it it looks poorly on their image, but in reality, it's like you watch a movie like this, you're like, why would I not want to go there? Like that's awesome. Like that's really cool. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. In in some way. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, the, the thing that always strikes me is that, and having gone to two different universities, um, every university has that one house, whether it's a fraternity or not, because not every school has fraternities, of course, but whether it's a fraternity or not, that is a shithole house. Like, exterior shithole, interior shithole. Yeah. Like, across the board, you can think, like, 
oh yeah, like I went to whatever university. I, you go down, you go, it's this house over here on this street. It's such a shithole. They used to have huge parties, ragers, like, I don't know, I feel like it, that also helps. So we talk about yeah, whether it's, it's, you know, like what, how people connect to these movies. It's, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can f- see myself, my experience in this movie. 100%. It's, it's super relatable because even it's like on my campus, like Greek life wasn't huge. I wasn't in a frat or anything, but we had a frat on campus that I think two in my time that got suspended for different reasons. One, um, you can do your own research and figure out who it is, but the son of a powerful had to go to the hospital for getting hazed. He had to like chug a bunch of champagne bottles and had to go to the hospital. Um, and that was like a big deal because his dad was the and that campus got in trouble and another that is like sexual harassment like all these things like it's so super relatable the idea of this house a collection of dudes this wouldn't work with girls like sororities are kind of with it a little bit more and don't do stuff like this and kind of keep the house nice as far as I know. Um, collection of idiots that are just making horrible decisions on campus. Well, I mean, horrible decisions is, I mean, I don't know, I feel like that's a college rite of passage. Right, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, like, my GPA never dipped to 0.0. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Where I understand this and kind of relate to this is, um, you know, I was in a fraternity when I was in college and... Um, I relate to this because, you know, with one element. So, like, the whole thing of the, like, hazing and everything that you see with um, the the other fraternity, I can't think of which one, not the Deltas, but the, the rival one that Kevin Bacon pledges or whatever, and they're getting paddled, yeah. like... Thank you, sir, may I have another? Thank you, sir, may I have another? You know, like, that whole stuff, like, hazing and stuff, that was never a part of my experience. Yeah. Um... I could understand, I guess, maybe some of them had that, but that was never a thing for me. But, like, you, like, when you became, when you joined it and they gave, like, they brought you in and they, like, gave you a pledge name and everything. Like, they kind of, you know, uh, Belushi's over there giving them pledge pins and, like, he's saying, you're this, you're this, you're this. Like, uh, at my fraternity, we had, uh, like, different families, right? So it's like this group of people. You can just admit you were in the mafia. You don't have to I, right, say you're well, in a fraternity. We know you're Italian. That's right, fine. Well, you know, look, I, I don't want to, we're, we're talking not about mafia movies right now. When we talk about mafia movies, we can talk about that. But right now we're talking about fraternity movies. So I'm talking about it in terms of fraternity. So same, same concept. Same concept. Um, but, uh, you know, like it, it's not like that. And it's, you know, you had these different families that, you would like one was called like the dog family and so like they did cartoon dogs so like your pledge name was scooby-doo or you know whatever cartoon dog there was right mine actually happened to be animal house and ironically enough uh the guy that was my pledge dad or whatever called me bluto because he thought i looked like belushi um how did you take that I, I, took, I took it fine. I'll tell you that in a second. But, I mean, you can see, like, my face, right? And you put a picture of Belushi right next to me. Like, we, there are maybe some similar features because, it, you know, like, I think he's Ar- he is Armenian. Uh, and that's not too far from Italy. So there's a lot of, like, similar facial features. But I don't see it. Um, but so the night that, like, we started the pledge, um, like, let me take a step back. When they're going through the slideshow and being like, oh, this guy, yeah. do we want to give them a, a, like a bid or like let them come? Like, 
That's 100% accurate. Larry Kroger, all in favor? Uh, yeah. 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 We need the dues. Good. Larry Kroger is now pledged to Delta Tau Chi. Next slide, please, D-Day. You right. went through and was like, Joe Kaiser, do we want, like, we didn't have a picture, but we're like, Joe Kaiser, did you meet him? This is, this is Joe Kaiser. But so, uh, then you go and you get the, the pledge pins or whatever, and you get the names. Well, my pledge dad was like, you look like Bluto, so we're calling you Bluto. Uh, and he gave me a bottle of Jack Daniels. And talk about stupid decisions. This is, oh, to this day, I know this one of the stupidest, I mean, look, I did a lot of stupid things um, in my day. But this was probably the stupidest, because uh, it's the most reckless. Um, so he gives me the bottle of Jack Daniels. He's like, oh, you want some mixers? We got some Coke in the fridge. I was like, no, nah, you call me Bluto. I'm going to be just like Belushi. And so I chugged this bottle. I didn't drink the whole bottle at the time, but I chugged like half of the bottle and then finished the rest of the bottle over the course of the night, um, and uh, which was really dumb, it, whatever. But like now, of course, you, you look at this movie and you find out this was, as we talked about um, on uh, Blues Brothers, where they were trying to keep Belushi sober, um, when he chugged that bottle of Jack Daniels, it's actually iced tea. Oh yeah, th- yeah. So Which even that is difficult. Like, even that is difficult, but he did it. Thanks, I needed that. But like, I'm a stupid college kid, and I did that, and I was like, What happened? What happened to you? Are you yakking the rest of the night? I I, I booted and rallied, and then like finished the rest of the bottle, and then uh, um, I had an 8 a.m. bio lecture. And I got my ass up and went to my 8 a.m. bio lecture and just went along with my day. You're, so. you're, I, that's impressive. And I admire the commitment to the bit because I think in that situation, if somebody named you Bluto and handed you a bottle of Jack Daniels, you have to do exactly what you did. Your bar for stupidest thing you've ever done is not that bad. So oh, I'm not saying that's proud. the stupidest. Oh, I mean, okay. like, I that, was that, is, that is up there among the stupid things that I've done. Um, we don't the, have to statute, go the, the statute list. of limitations probably hasn't cleared on some of the other stupid things sure. I, I, I've done. Uh, I say that jokingly. It's not actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I did anything illegal. I don't think. Um, other than underage drinking. <laughs> other than underage drinking, which, which is, is illegal. Is but that's. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, and there were other people that did a lot of other stupid things, but the idea of these fraternity people like doing stupid things, right? And like having, making stupid mistakes that they do in this movie, in Animal House, like, yeah, like 100%. And I know the people like in some of the other ones, the other houses that were at either the universities and like, yeah, absolutely. And some of them I watched get kicked off, like kicked off campus because they did stupid things. Right. Um, This movie though, like, I don't know. I feel like it toes a line Right, because like there are some very questionable things that happen in this movie. Because I th- feel like everything in this movie is learning that you fucked up. Yes. Like you did something, and then learning that you fucked up. Yeah, or even when you know deep down you fucked up. The scene where they're all in the dean's office and he's reading their GPAs. Like they know they're not good students, but that is hilarious when they're going through reading GPAs. Daniel Simpson Day has no grade point average. All courses incomplete. You, you have no GPA. Like, yeah. that's, that's fucking hilarious. Like, it's all these guys who are fuck-ups but don't comprehend their actions. Yeah. And then the humor comes from realizing all their fuck-ups throughout it. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, is like, it's the consequences for whatever stupid thing that they did. Like, the, 
when they take the horse, right? As revenge, we're just going to, like, joke around, whatever, and he fires the cap gun. Yeah. Or the, the blanks, and the horse has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> like, oh, shit, now, like, I have consequences for this thing. Like, I don't know. I, that's, I feel, like, the... the why it's a relatable movie. Yes. Uh, like, you may not have partied a lot in college, but, like, I feel like you know people who did or, like, you heard stories about people who did or, like, there's some relationship there. Yeah. I can't tell you about the times I went to class and, and like, that wouldn't be funny. Yeah. The, the, the few times I went to class or, like, I did well on this paper. Like, everything else in college is not funny except for the, the stupid times, the times when you're growing up and you're, you're learning, you know, you have to fuck up a little bit. That's part of growing up. And those are the funny times. Those are the times you remember from college. Those are the times I remember from yeah. college. And all the stupid things that we did. Chugging bottles of Jack Daniels. Having four loco. Like, just bananas things that we did. And that's why it's funny. And that's why it's relatable. Because the people watching it think back to their college experiences and probably think of the dumb things that they did. Like, my dad made this required viewing. We, we all saw, all, my siblings and I all saw it. Because this, this is my dad's favorite movie. And we all saw it with my family like a million times but right before we went to college it was required viewing like we have to watch Animal House which I think was just an excuse to watch Animal House sure um, and it's still like it, it connects like he, he wasn't wrong to show it it's like even though it, I went to college like 30 something years after this movie came out there's still things that I can relate to and be like huh I did yeah. that I didn't do the things of like climbing a ladder and like watching women change. The lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> but like, yeah, just being stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, and I feel like if a kid going to college now today watches this movie, they're gonna not get it because I again, like, there's a I lot of because I don't know. I feel like you know the, the idea of if there is a fraternity on campus or there are fraternities on campus. Like, the idea of hazing has probably been, like, written out. You know, like, whatever traditions that they may have that might be, like, because of the fact that some of these, like, or if it is hazing, it's, like, not, like, hazing, like, probably. getting spanked with a paddle. Because you, you read these stories, like, you see in the news, like, so-and-so, you know, ended up in the hospital from a hazing incident and is suing the school and is suing the fraternity or whatever, or, like... You know, as a as a prank, this fraternity did this, and then they got kicked off campus. Um, so I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I feel like it's more of a thing now where not only are the fraternities trying to be, like, proactive about it and say, like, don't do this stupid shit. Like, I know that you used to do this stupid shit. Like, this was a, a, a tradition for you all, but don't do it anymore because it'll get you in really big trouble. Uh, and then, like, because of the turnover, right? Because you only do those traditions because somebody before you did the traditions. And so, yeah. like, the younger people now might go, like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. I can't fathom anybody I know doing something like that. Because we, we take, like, going into college, I don't know if this is true for you, too, we had to take a class on alcohol consumption, like an online course. I know they didn't have internet when you went to college. <laughs> but when I, when I went to college, we did this thing called Alcohol EDU. We had to learn about alcohol consumption and, like, the, the appropriate ways. Like, if you're drinking, alternate. Water didn't do that. I, between the years of 2011 and 2015, I did not have a glass of water. Um, <laughs> how, to, how to talk to, like, how to treat women and all this stuff. You had to do this course before going to college. And it, was, it wasn't just at my uh, Jesuit school. It was, like, other schools did this, too. And they, like, very reinforce all these different things about your behavior when you drink and all this stuff. And then, like, 
the example I mentioned, the fraternity getting kicked off campus, and that was like 2014, 2013. From that, that fraternity had to adjust and say, okay, we can't make our pledges chug champagne bottles anymore. Yeah. And that, which is already probably a lesser hazing than the generation before them. So I think you actually might be right in that. Like, there are still probably fraternities and sororities that do some form of hazing, but the more it could, they get caught, the, yeah. the less and less it's going to be ex- extreme. Yeah. And I, I don't So I feel like, again, somebody going to college now might not, I don't know, might not see it. They might still think it's funny. Uh, but, like, they might not connect as much to this movie. I could see that. I want to ask, though, was it odd for you watching that scene with Donald Sutherland where he's smoking up students? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. again, like, it's controversial. Like, it's supposed to be, like, controversial because it's smoking weed, which is not controversial anymore. Like, I feel right. like in movies, in media, all of these things, like, that's not a controversial thing anymore. Yeah. Um, but smoking with a professor, yeah. I don't know, like it, 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 maybe again, like there is a generation gap a little bit between us. Mm. So like from when I was in college and when you were in college, um, like when I was in grad school, which is a different, a different beast, like we went out for beers with our professor, um, and in, like in grad school, at grad that, school is, that is different. in grad school, which is a different thing. But like, I don't know, I guess I feel like that's like, it's, it's still kind of a taboo. Like, not, yeah. not necessarily the smoking weed with the professor, but, like, any type of relationship, relationship outside a classroom with the professor. Um, I had, I was close with a few professors, and, like, we had texting when I was in uh, college. So, like, I think I had, I would text with a few professors, too. And nothing like, hey, let's go get beers or anything. Like, like I worked in a newspaper. It was, like, newspaper-related or, like, stuff for, for class. So that was common. I don't know. I don't think that really cr- crosses the line, but it could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard of examples of like inappropriate relationships. You hear of it every now and again, but like, I don't know. I mean, they're they're consenting adults because they are in yeah. college. It's not like high school. Where where it gets even weirder though is when he sleeps with. A oh yeah, so for like, sure. I don't know. I think I think the the smoking pot part wasn't as weird. It's then the next thing where yeah. it's like, I'm like almost pissed off even though it's like a he would get fired but it's technically legal but sure it's it's still that's when it gets weird let's get weird let's get weird what do you think uh is the funniest like laugh out loud funniest moment in the whole movie i I have a a take oh that's tough it Um, is tough but i gave this some thought um funniest laugh out loud moment i think it's the cafeteria scene I'm a zit. Get it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say just yeah, just before the cafeteria scene. I love the the. See if you can guess what I am right now. Um, I do like that. I do like that line a lot. Um, that whole scene was actually like they did it in one take. That's amazing. Because they said to everybody, get in there, do like an actual. Well, that's the best way to do it too. Because like, doing a second take of that would be awful. <laughs> Yeah. And then otherwise, like, just let the camera roll and let people go nuts, and then you got enough usable stuff. Kind of like how we film the show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly how we film the show. <laughs> uh, but like, then, like, the, the horse dying, which, I mean, I'm not saying an actual horse dying is funny, but that's funny. Like, there are a lot of laugh out loud moments, but the one that I think is the funniest and the one that I 
probably quote the most is what am I now yeah. is it. Yeah, I've, I've quoted that. And then Belush just going through the, the line and taking yes. stuff and biting the golf ball yeah. and stuff, yeah. Uh, I do like the, the scene uh, where the Razzi is out on the yard and they're, they're golfing. Yeah. Uh, apparently that's based on a real, I think Jonathan, or Jonathan Landis, John Landis, because um, uh, a lot of this is based on his college experience uh, and some of the writers, their college experience. And I guess that was something that was actually like, they, oh, were, they, they used to like hit golf balls at people. That's hilarious. Um, so that that's always a good one. Uh, the the guitar scene is all, always a good one too. I gave my love a story that had no end. I give. With the guy uh, on the yeah. stairs, because yeah. you know, like in college, there's always that one guy that at a party, I got my guitar, I'm gonna play some. In in our case, maybe not as much your case, maybe more my case, but like I'm gonna play some Dave Matthews because yeah, you know yeah. the guy, that guy who's playing his guitar, he was literally playing Dave Matthews. Like that's all that he knew how to play. Right, right. Um, and he probably said, "I want to play some Dave." Yeah, I'm gonna play some a fir- Dave. First name bass. Yeah, exactly. Guy. He's his buddies with him. Um, but the smashing of the guitar was improvised. That was not in the script. That's, that's so good. the reactions that you see from the, the women who are on the stairs fawning over the guitar dude, legit. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, I feel like there's not as much improvis- improvisation uh, in this movie as in a lot of, like, comedy movies. Um, but it didn't need it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like... The script was so good. It, it, it was just written the way that it needed to be written. Yeah. Definitely. Especially if it's based off real college experiences. Anything real that you can pull from is going to be funny. You can make it funnier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this was Belushi's first movie, uh, but oh, he yeah. was kind of a star already yeah, with yeah, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Uh, but this is Kevin Bacon's debut, and this is Karen Allen's debut. Um, so that's pretty cool that, like, you'd be like, this is my first movie. My first right. movie was Animal House. Right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, I'm a star now. Uh, or have had a decent or successful enough career, but like my first movie was Animal House. Like yeah, that's that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing to say. That's something. Uh, did you ever watch the spin-off show Delta House? It's true. Jim Blutarski. That animal has a brother, and he's transferred to Faber. <laughs> was it recent? No, it was uh, in your heyday. I think it was on ABC. Uh, no. And I thank God that I didn't know about it or pay attention to it. Neither did I. I was kind of hoping you would because I, I know nothing about it. It no. must have flopped. I, I know that they were going to do a sequel of this movie right. that was supposed to be based off of um, uh, Karen Allen getting married to, um, what's his name, and then... Which they could have, they could have done because they said where everyone went. Yeah, they could have done any kind of. But I, I don't want them to. No, I don't want them to either. But it wouldn't, it would have been, it wouldn't have been as worse as like Blues Brothers two thousand or Coming to America because oh, they, sure. they made, uh, they said where everybody went after, and they could have done a standalone movie that didn't have any anything to do with Animal House. They yeah. They didn't have to reference back to Animal House. Yeah. So I think they could have done something with one of the characters if they really wanted to, and maybe it wouldn't be so bad. But it's good that they didn't. Yeah. But I mean, I think that there's there's enough references uh, to movies um, in other movies. So like in Blues Brothers, at the end where they like have the you know the 
they have the credits at the end, um, they actually reference Animal House. So, um, you know, at the end, where they say Babs became a tour guide at Universal Studios, at the end of the credits in Blues Brothers, it says, like, Universal Studios is the logo. It's like, ask for Babs or say hi to Babs or something like that. So it's a reference to this movie oh. to uh, that one character. So, uh, you know, yeah, we go back to, um, unfortunately, with Belushi and, you know, uh, the whole thing with uh, uh, him and his crappy younger brother who has his fame. Um, there is actually, so two of the actors in this movie uh, were also in Tommy Boy 2, uh, otherwise known as Black Sheep. Hello, Bozo. Paramount Pictures presents... Are you or are you not the Black Angel of Death? Chris Farley. Power to the people! Um, uh, and that's uh, D-Day and Otter were both in that movie. Okay. They are the only two actors to have ever acted with Belushi and oh, Chris Farley. Oh, that's, that's something. So that's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, both of them unfortunately met a tragic end. Yeah. Uh, but like to be in a movie with both of those actors. That's wild. Um, yeah. And it's, it's only those two as far as, as far as I can tell. It's only those two. So... Um, so do you know, uh, do you know Robert Cray? You familiar with Robert Cray? So Robert Cray is a phenomenal, phenomenal blues guitarist. Uh, and, um, he actually is in, uh, Otis Day and the Nights as the bass player. Uh, but this was before he became famous. So like he was just trying to make it as a musician and like, this is how he got his start. And then now Robert Cray is like the Robert Cray band. Uh, fantastic music, like really good. Um, but yeah, small world that he did this. And it, further to note that uh, Otis Day, because this movie made him so popular, he actually legally changed his name to I Otis knew, I knew Day. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was not his actual name. So good, good on him for like dedicating to that bit, you know? Like, yeah, and that's a funny scene too, even if it's like a little. Um if it, the racial element to it might oh, be yeah. weird of like the, the white girls being afraid. We are gonna die. But that's also like hysterical when they walk into the, the bar and it's just like a record scratch. <laughs> that's up there too for me. Yeah, that's, that whole scene is like, it's awkward. Um, and I think the awkwardness holds up, but I don't think that they like played on like racial stuff. No, no, it, like, was, it wasn't racial stuff. It was just being like a fish out of water. Yeah. It's like we don't belong here. Yeah, that happened to me. Uh, a quick aside in uh, New York, New York, little city outside of Hoboken, New Jersey, where uh, my friends and I were at the corner of First and First, which, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you know that's Cosmo Kramer's there, and he's at he calls it the nexus of the universe. Well, what street are you on? I'm on first and first. How can the same street intersect with itself? It must be at the nexus of the universe. And there's a payphone right there. So I, I use a payphone. I called uh, a buddy. I'm like, oh, the nexus of the universe. And there's a bar across the street called the Nexus Lounge, clearly named after the Kramer quote in Seinfeld. I'm like, to my friends, I'm like, we got to go in there. And my buddy Chris was like, I'm pretty sure it's a gay bar. And I'm like, 
why would they name a gay bar after a Seinfeld quote? There's no way it's a gay bar. We walk in, literally a record scratch. It was like, all these heads turn, and it's you slowly walk out. It's like, I, and it's exactly the same thing, except we didn't sit down and have a drink, and then you you actually just like turned right around just, because it was it was literally like a record scratch. Did you pull like Grandpa Grandpa Simpson? It was like exactly that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Took my hat off the thing and put it back. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know how they felt in that moment. Um, but also, this last point I'll make, I, I, th I think, is. Um, the event leading up to that with Otis Day in the Nights, lying about the death of a... Oh, yeah. That is fucked. Like, that, that is really fucked up. Yeah. That is like and that's not a thing that aged poorly. That's just like... Yeah, that's just bad. like... That's just fucked up. Like, but also what makes it... Kind of makes it uh, acceptable at the end of it is that the girl knew all along and she just went along with it. So <laughs> she's, she's a bad person, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, two other notes that I got is... Um, so this, the college is Faber College, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know what their mascot is? They, do they say it in the thing? They don't say it, but they have a float with it. Uh, is it a beaver? Or the uh, Faber Mongols. Mongol. The Mongols. Like the Mongolians? Like the Mongolians, like the Mongols. So like the, I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. The, the South Park episode. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Mongolian. Don't you break down my wall. Both <laughs> that. But, uh... Look at it, just Google it, folks at home, the mascot of Pekin, Illinois High School. And then I just want to say, like, there is one great thing about this movie that is so, is the epitome of white people, is that you know that if you go to a wedding or you go to a party and they play Shout, you know that a white person is doing the Gator, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that a white person is doing the Gator. I'm not saying, look, I have gatored in my day. I'm not suggesting that like I am above being white person, but like that's the epitome of white people. Like, yeah, and it's still at every every single wedding. I was actually having this conversation recently because we're going to weddings like every weekend, seemingly this summer because the world opened up. So we had canceled. It's like double headers of weddings. We got the canceled weddings from last year and these, and wedding soundtracks like gained songs, gained some stuff in the '80s, gained a few things in the '90s, gained some stuff in 2004. But they never like shed things. Like a no. wedding soundtrack just picks up a couple songs every ten years, and then just keeps the library going. Yeah, and that shout is one of them. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I I, I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. This um, is in my top ten comedies I mean, of all time. It is. It is a. Um, it's a great movie. Like I know there are some things that are a little dicey. Um, but I think it's it's not. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you're right. It is. It is a top. I, I I would have to go back and see like what my top comedies are. But yeah, I I think I might be comfortable saying it's at the top ten for me. I think it's solidly in my top ten. I don't know like what order, but it's it's there somewhere. Yeah. Um, maybe Baby's Day Out too. Hello, bozo. Well, Baby's Day Out's ahead of this, yeah, but yeah, it, they're, yeah. all in the, they're all in the same echelon. Yeah. Score? So for this, I'm going to go with 7.4. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm going to go 7.7. Seven. 7. 7.5? Ooh, Ooh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. Animal House. 
7.5. That's low. That's, I mean, yeah, but again, you get dumb people, right? That people are stupid. Thank you.